0: This is the Rich Eisen Show. And the Mike White experience <laughs> was top billing. Now that Zach Wilson is going to be able to take center stage again. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Now we're starting Joe Flacco. Yeah, you know, listen,
1: I'm excited about it.
2: Earlier on the show, ESPN NFL insider Mike Tannenbaum, Kansas quarterback. Jalen Daniels, still to come. Fox Sports NFL analyst Mark Schlerett plus actor and comedian
0: David Allen Greer. And now it's Rich Eisen. Hour number three of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Very excited to have David Allen Greer in studio. Once again, I'm a big fan of his and his work, and um, and I, I, you know, he's a Michigan guy, and there's just lots to connect with and um it's just great having human beings here and my daughter uh my daughter watched clifford the big red dog over the weekend that's his new film he plays packard and it's just great to see the uh, the the dog doing back in action and clifford i read those books and my daughter calls it the greatest movie she's ever seen <laughs> and she's eight <laughs> and that's what it's all about is it not that's what it's all about it is it all not about. so david allen greer is about to come out here on on this show um, the Saints just announced they are fetting Drew Brees during the Thanksgiving nightcap against the Bills. And uh, they're they're going to honor him at halftime of uh, that game. I thought you said they're going to try to get him to come back. No. Well, maybe they'll ask him that at, during halftime, but I doubt it. Um, and I, I wish the Saints well on that, because it seems that every single return of somebody to be in a ring of honor this year... Um, you know, the, the, the Eagles shut out pretty much the lions when they put, yeah. they put, um, they put, um, why am I blanking on his name right now in the ring of honor? They put, Calvin Johnson. no, not Calvin John, no, Calvin Johnson got his ring and they got, they got their ass kicked on that yeah. game. Um, Spielman, Chris Spielman oh, in the ring oh. of honor, Eli Manning, the giants got smoked when they put, it just seems that everybody's been honored this year. It's been difficult. <laughs> I'd like to actually maybe even look that up. But the Saints are taking on um, the the uh, Eagles this weekend, and this is a big game for both teams. And the man who's calling that, and who also called last week on Fox, the Washington football team beating the Bucks, one of our favorites back here on the Rich Eisen show. Mark Schlereth, how are you, Mark?
1: I'm doing good. You know what, Rich? You're 100 percent right. Here in Denver, they honored Mike Shanahan, put him in the Ring of Fame. And then uh, they played the Raiders, and the Raiders acted like it was a rivalry, and uh, the Broncos it's, played like they had dinner reservations that they were late to. I'm, so, yeah, same type of thing here in Denver.
0: I'm telling you, I think we need to look that up, Chris. Like, let's, uh, let's figure that one out. because That's that, a deep what dive. to the Saints, yeah. certainly since the Bills are coming in. Um, so what did you learn uh, watching the Bucks come off their bye week and, um, and get, get hit in the mouth by the Washington football team?
1: Mark. Yeah, you know, it was, it was really strange. I mean, first and foremost, um, they really put a tent kind of coverage-wise, Washington did against uh, the Bucks. They put a tent, and they basically said, you're going to throw it underneath. We're going to rally around and try to make tackles. And it was interesting because Brady tried to invite, uh, involve the backs, and there must have been six drops in that game by running backs. So they were consistently behind the chains. They did get loose one time. With a big play over the top to Mike Evans that Brady was exceptional in. But they're just, they were just out of sync. And of course, they didn't run the ball. I mean, it was always, it was always a, a 13 point, 7 point, 9 point, whatever it was game. But it just seemed like they had completely abandoned that. And we're going to win the way we want to win, which is throwing the ball and, and, you know, and dumping it to the backs and, um, ultimately, none of that stuff really worked, and it was really more about lack of execution to me on the offensive side of the ball. If they complete those balls to the backs, and they're uh, every one of them is a catchable ball, you know you're in a you're in a different ball game because you're not in third down and seven. You're not in third down and nine. You're in third down and two, and you know that's a much better place to live. Obviously, as an offense.
0: So, but you know how we are in this uh, NFL media world that the Bucks are in trouble. They've lost two around a buy right now, and the nfc is wide open and it's anybody's to win um do you believe
1: that right now no do i think they're in trouble uh, no I, I mean absolutely not um you know they're they're a solid football team they're they're playing great up front their o-line is a really good they're a really good you one of the top units in in football and then when you just talk about pure talent rich i mean they're like they are the most talented when you took you know, when you look at uh, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans and some of the secondary players they didn't even have. Obviously, Gronkowski coming. You know, he's got the rib injury, and um, Antonio Brown didn't play. Uh, this, uh, this kid Johnson, Tyler Johnson, is playing really well. They've got, they've got a, a boatload of talent. They started, I think, eight different corner combinations through their first nine games. So they've been injured. They're going to get Murphy Bunting back. They're going to get Carl Davis back. Um, they're going to be loaded. They're just going to be absolutely loaded down the stretch front. So, I, I like, you hate losing games. I, I get that. But am I concerned that all of a sudden they're not going to be good anymore? They're not going to be a playoff contender or a Super Bowl contender? No, not at all. I, I think they're going to be great. So
0: if you have to place the, uh, the Schlereth uh, mortgage in-house uh, on an NFC team to make the Super Bowl, which one would you do it on?
1: Which one? Well, Green Bay, I think Green Bay is probably under the radar to some degree because I think their defense is playing so much better than anybody gives them credit for. It's hard to focus on anything other than, you know, Aaron Rodgers and, um, and the season that he has and the player that he is. But I think Green Bay is is probably playing as well as anybody. But you know how this league is. I mean, if, if the last two weeks – have told you anything, it is more week to week than it has ever been in any time I can remember. But I would probably if I had a if I had a place of bet, it'd probably go Green Bay right now.
0: Yeah, Dallas is, you know, it's amazing how you want to talk about week to week is. I mean Dallas gets smoked by Denver and then does the the deed itself to Atlanta, right? And then Denver itself goes from playing easily their best game of the Vic Fangio era, if you want to call it that. Easily. And it's one of it's one of Bridgewater's best games that he's played and I know that he, he subbed in for Breeze and played very well there too. But this is this is Teddy's virtuoso performance. And then he Olays big play slay the next week. How did that um how does something like that land in a locker room when you're watching back on film?
1: Well I mean it's, it's horrendous. Um as a player but yeah, Simply because, you know, especially the quarterback position, you know, everybody, uh, everybody on that team is, is, you know, taking shots for you, right? I mean, they're, they're putting it on the line so that you can be as good as you can be, and you're doing anything you, can, anything you can do to keep people off your quarterback. And for your quarterback to basically just sidestep contact, you know, to not make a play, um, that becomes one of those things where it becomes kind of independent contractor, And that's the best way to lose football games when every guy is out there going, I'm going to, you know, I'm playing for me. I'm not playing for us. This is not a we thing. This is a me thing. And when you get to that point as a football team, you'll never be any good. And now you look at the Broncos in general. Under Vic Fangio, the last two years, 13 home games, seven of them have been losses by double digits at home. Um, You look at, you look at, Right now, the Raiders, they were uncompetitive. In the end of the game, a guy they voted team captain before the season started, uh, Cortland Sutton, end of the game, I think late third quarter, uh, Teddy Bridgewater throws an interception, and it's being returned, and Cortland Sutton just walks off the field. Doesn't chase it. I mean, he's your team captain, and he just quit on that play. And then you get the same thing, Teddy Bridgewater, who you voted team captain, does the same thing on Darius Slay. Unacceptable. And that goes to, you know, that goes to culture. uh, That goes to the the head coach. I worked as a plumber's apprentice one summer when Mm -hmm. I was probably 17 years old. Mm -hmm. And I'm working, and this guy says says to me, Hey, man, I'm going to teach you everything you need to know about plumbing. And I basically have a shovel, and I'm digging a ditch down to the septic tank from this apartment complex we're building. And he said, and I'm like, "Okay, man, I'm going to get everything I need to know about plumbing right now." And he goes, "Okay, you ready?" I said, "Yes. Yeah, I'm ready to take it all in, right, Rich?" Mm-hmm. And he says, "Basically, mm-hmm. I'll clean this up for the radio. Right. Poop flows downhill. Make sure you've got a, you know, make sure you've got gravity on that on that pipe you're digging. That 50, 50 yards of dirt you're going to move, make sure it's it's flowing downhill." That's all you need to know. And from an organizational standpoint, if your owner or your head coach doesn't establish and live a culture every single day, it's going to filter down to the players, and the players are going to take uh, culture is built. It's it's the path of least resistance. And if you if you don't hold people accountable at the very top of your organization, how do you expect uh, how do you play, expect the people underneath you to hold themselves accountable? And it's unfortunate because that's not the Denver Broncos that I played for, and it's uh, you know it's upsetting.
0: I mean Elway's the helicopter guy, right? I mean, for lack of a better phrase, right. he could have, You know what I mean? And he's so he's got to be seeing this too. Uh, so, you know that that's what I'm saying. That that what what do you do? I mean, this is a team that has an opportunity to make the playoffs this year, but I think you could already see it, that they still haven't had the found the answer at quarterback, right, for their future.
1: Yeah, well, saying? I mean, like Teddy Bridgewater is not the future quarterback of your organization. I, you just don't have him on your roster. Whoever that guy is, he doesn't, boy, he's not oh part of your roster right now. So, um, but again, you can still do things the right way.
0: You no, I know still, that. So do you think you're, you're one of the, you, if I'm not mistaken, you you sent uh, some serious alarm bells on draft night, uh, Mark, on your Twitter feed. Is, Desha- oh, yeah. is Deshaun Watson still or, or Rogers still uh, a possibility here in Denver? Do you think?
1: Oh, I think here? I don't think there's any question. If those guys became available, that uh, new general manager uh, George Payton would be, you know, first in line um, to to see what he could come up with. You know, and that's part of moving Von Miller and getting a third and a second, and you know, doing some of the deals that he has done here in in this season to try to uh, to try to get as much draft capital as possible. Because if any of these guys becomes available, if uh, the Packers decide it's time to move on, I believe without any doubt um, that the Broncos would be first in line to try to make a play. That doesn't mean they'll get him, but I think they'll try to make a play.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I mean, the question is, though, if you're Rodgers, you know, and if you do make that move and you'd want to win now, I don't know if the Broncos would have that leg up, you know, like, say, the Steelers might or – um, you know, uh, and, and obviously, Deshaun Watson, you know, would, would be, would, would have to realize that there would still be a process for him if that's what he's looking for. But clearly, if he's okaying South Florida and Miami, he knows that he's ready for something like that. I just don't know if Denver is, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah. I, I you know, Rich, I think they're a more talented roster than, um, I think they're a more talented roster than their, than their record would necessarily indicate. Right. Um, And so, you know, I think they've got some, I think they've got some talented pieces, but uh, I always told my son when he was coming up in baseball and playing, even in the major leagues, you know, talent's wasted on talented people. Um, uh, And it's so much more than talent. It requires so much more. Uh, Talent is, is, it's really nice to have, but, you know, talent, um, if you don't have the work ethic and you don't have the desire and you don't have the, you know, all the other intangible aspects to it. really doesn't mean anything.
0: A few more minutes left here with Mark Schlereth. Um, you got Saints Eagles this week. You had, as I mentioned, Bucks Washington football team last week. The best team you've seen with your own two eyes going around the country for Fox this year so far has been which team, Mark?
1: Ooh, that's a um, that is a that's a loaded question okay. because I've seen different. Like I've seen, like I think the Saints' defense is incredible. Obviously, offensively, they, you know, they have to win the way they have to win. They've got to manage Trevor Simeon. They've got a you know, their their receiving core isn't what it once was. Um, so that's a, you know, that's really hard. Baltimore did a Baltimore game when they're running the ball; they can be dynamic, but the defense has got some issues. I don't know that I've seen what I would call a complete football team over the course of this year on film. I think Tampa is the most talented team in, yeah, in football, is. and I still would probably put them from all the teams that I've called as the best team I've called. They had a bad, you know, they had a bad um, result in the game that I called, but I still think they're uh, just studying film and going back three games and really digging in. And then the game I called, I think they're, you know, the most talented team that I've called.
0: What about the AFC then? Which one do you think has got the best shot here? Tennessee, a game and a half in front of uh, yeah. of. The Ravens right now, um, you know, what do you think?
1: The yeah, awesome you know, Chiefs Tennessee are... is interesting, and this is this is part of the – I think this is part of, for me, the part of the problem with the NFL right now um, is many teams don't have identities, and that's what I love about Tennessee Titans. They know who they are, and they play to that strength. Like, there's nothing better than – I'll reminisce back to my playing days in Denver – If we got in a second down and short situation, and I'm sitting in the huddle, I'm standing in the huddle waiting, I know without question what plays are getting called. We're either running 18-19 handoff, 14-15 handoff for QB sneak, 100%. Because we're going to churn. We're going to churn first downs. We're going to beat you up at the line of scrimmage. We're going to pound you, make you defend it. We're going to get a first down and get three more downs. And so when you have an identity, you know what's coming. You set your jaw and you prepare yourself. And that's how you impose your will upon other teams. You know what you're good at, and it's it's very much like global, Jim. We're better than you, and we know it. And here we come. <laughs> and that's Tennessee to me. They know what they are, right? They just – there's no – there's not one guy on that team that questions what the philosophy is, uh, what the identity is. They know what they're going to do. And there's it, not only – can you execute it because it's what you do all the time right so you're going to be better at executing it but there is a comfort in knowing what you are and i think there's a lot of teams that week to week they want to be something other than they are they want to be special they want to do something um you know outside the box and more often than not it's kind of like the new england patriots you uh you lose more games than you win. And they just kind of wait around for you to make mistakes and capitalize on those mistakes. That's, and you know, that, that's where i at.
0: That's what I, I, I hear you, Mark. And that's why when we're talking about teams in week 10 that are quote-unquote back. You know, the Patriot way appears mm-hmm. back. The Chiefs looked like the Chiefs that with their identity. And you could say anything thing about the 49ers, another Shanahan coach team like running it 40 times, putting Debo uh, in the backfield to get him away from Jalen Ramsey, throwing it over the middle to Kittle no matter what. Um, you know, that's that's the stuff. And there has to be some sort of, I guess, metric in in knowing your identity and and then playing to it to success. Yeah,
1: you know, for the 49ers, you mentioned them. I could see them winning seven of the next eight games and being a a legit playoff contender. I mean, that game was going on. I sent my wife upstairs with a dog and, you know, went to the study, put a tie on the doorknob. That thing was like, I mean, they're just physically whipping the snot out of people, short and necks. I mean, that's my kind of football. I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm in on this. This Ty- is awesome.
0: Tie on the doorknob means what,
1: uh, Mark? What does that mean? It <laughs> means I need to be left alone right now. <laughs> Popper Bear's watching football.
0: <laughs> Popper Bear, thanks for coming on this show, man. Let's do this more often. You take care of yourself.
1: Anytime, Rich. Care, but that's
0: Mark Schlereth. You can catch him in uh, on Fox with Adam Amin, Saints and Eagles this week. Hey, man, you were talking about the Eagles are on the outside looking in. They're sniffing it. They're on the periphery of sniffing it. Absolutely. Um, that's a big game, four and six. And then the Saints sitting there in a playoff spot right now in the NFC. That's a pretty darn big football game for, uh, for week 11. Let's take a break. We'll come back. David Allen Greer is here in studio. This will be fun. That's next. Don't you dare move. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. This is the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH number to dial. We're here on NBC Sports on Peacock, and we're here on NBC Sports Audio, Sirius XM 85, the Rich Eisen Show, terrestrial radio network, coast to coast. Thrilled to have back here in person. Great to see this man in the flesh. Clifford the Big Red Dog is available now in theaters and on Paramount+. Plus. David Allen Greer, how are you, sir?
2: Rich, you know, it's so great to be back in the studio. Thank you. I like being here in person. You know, last time I think we spoke via
0: phone. Indeed. Something. On the phone. It's, pandemic conversation.
2: Yeah, it's never as good as being in the studio. Well, we missed you, uh, and it's okay
0: if you want to admit, did your coffee mug break? And you wanted <laughs> no. A, you wanted a new one? And No, okay. you don't know
2: me at all. I have to have backups.
0: <laughs> it's not about breaking. It's, no, it's like a, it's, there's a ceramic depth chart. Oh yeah, 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 I,
2: I guess house. so. I'm going now. I'm gonna be too deep. You'll be too deep, just in case something <laughs> happens. That's the way you like to play defense. The too well, deep mug. You know, Plan B. Plan I, B always uh, Plan B.
0: I appreciate that. Mm-hmm.
2: And I, I feel yes that my mug love was uh, questioned. Oh boy, by certain listeners, viewers. Okay. But I was speaking from the heart, man. Come right. on. I was okay. Speak. We don't have to. We don't have to revisit it, but um, yes, it's still one of my top top mugs. Okay.
0: Fantastic. Yes. Well, I'm thrilled <laughs> that you are here. Uh, greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. As, so does my entire family. Uh, Whoa. I don't know if you're aware. Uh, if yes. You've, if you've read your reviews for Clifford the Big Red Dog. Oh. That is available now in theaters and on Paramount Plus. But my eight-year-old daughter called it the greatest movie she's seen in
2: her life. (laughs) That, ladies and gentlemen, she may be the first
0: female president of this (laughs) What is her name? She's got this up. Taylor Mattingly Eisen. Her middle name is Mattingly, after my favorite baseball player, Don Mattingly. Yes,
2: Mattingly Eisner, President Mattingly. Yes,
0: exactly. Clifford the Big Red Dog Mm -hmm. in theaters now. Taylor said because we want Saturday night there was a certain. (laughs) Um, you know, uh, we had a dinner party at her house outdoors Mm -hmm. and to make sure that my my daughter was occupied. Uh, Thankfully, uh, Paramount Plus came in and was a very terrific way and she couldn't wait to see it. She's a big uh, fan of the book series and dogs in general. And now David Allen Greer.
2: Thank you. You know, so is my daughter, but she's 13 and a half. So she was not interested in Clifford. That's for children. She is a teenager, okay. and she reminds me every day. Okay, Own music, different than mine, clothing, sense of style, all of it. So Clifford the TikTok dog would be more? Oh, of- TikTok is what? Is that like, uh, Clifford the TikTok yeah, she's dog? Yeah, she's not on social media, but so whenever she's with me, she's like, man, look at TikTok. I'm like, what? why? What is there to look at? I'm an old man now. What, see, what is this TikTok? See, my issue is is
0: um, my son, my oldest, he's 13, which is why I went yeah. straight for the TikTok cuz mm-hmm. he's totally nuts about that. Um, he also wants to watch YouTube, and that is a particularly dangerous wormhole for a 13-year-old it is, to go on.
2: But at least it's full full length. TikTok be- is like how to fly to the moon in 30 seconds. Right? Or you need <laughs> a rocket. Now space, boom, and you're on the moon. You're an astronaut. That's what, I mean, there's
0: more to it than that. There is definitely more to it than that. You know, yeah, they do cut to the chase a little bit quicker. At least
2: YouTube, they get you in there and they really indoctrinate you. <laughs> you, know, you don't need vitamins, you just need dirt. That's all you
0: need. Just rub it on there. Rub, eat it. I know. <laughs> it's, it'll cure everything. So I say to him, get off of TikTok. And he goes, why? Doesn't the Rich Eisen show? Um, and get oh. off of Utah. He goes, why? Doesn't the Rich Eisen show have a YouTube page? And it's just like, okay, now. Nah. You guys,
2: if you were on TikTok, Think how short your day would be.
0: Well, Rich
2: <laughs> Eisner, sports, David Greer. he has gone now. all over. That'll be it.
0: And that'll wrap it up. That'll be it. Well, TJ Jefferson is our social media grandmaster in the corner, and he just you know he he he, he you're, you're how old are you, TJ? I'm old, man. Okay, so there's no- i <laughs> old, man. He's, he's, he's much younger than me. I <laughs> know. No. Although, wait a minute. Do we have this photograph? Let's put it up on the screen, uh, if you don't mind, uh, Mike Hoskins. TJ, you and TJ have met before.
2: We hung out, man. Back in the
0: day, Dave. So there's a back in the day, day photograph of you, TJ, and Ashton Kutcher. There it is right there. Look
2: at that. Look how young I am. I have hair. Man. That was like 2001. And, and I still have what, the hat. Where is this? Like is this? Is this
0: like a pizza place? What is this? I'm going to
2: tell you where this was at. Don't tell me. This was at an airport. Okay. And this is a little place we went in to grab some food because we were on our way to Costa Rica. Exactly. Boom. Wow. Costa, R- Costa Rica. Did yeah. you guys, guys vacation together in Costa Rica? Well, kind of, <laughs> sort of. As I recall. <laughs> yes. It was an opening of an online casino. Yes. (laughs) In San Jose. Yep. We were, we were flown down there Uh huh, and it was a very intense, was it 24 hours? It was like 48 for some, but it was, I mean, you got down. I know I was jet lagged completely. Mm -hmm. I was so jet lagged and I fell down these stone steps, like (laughs) slipped because they were all stone and, and it was like kind of raining. Yeah. And I was That's like, right. oh my God. On a normal circumstances, I would've got in bed, but I just piled on the Advil and woo! Midnight <laughs> Sky partying.
0: Yeah. Was that your recollection too, TJ? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just God. remember
2: it was, you know, a lot of people flew down Friday. Yes. My crew kind of flew down oh, and we, were, we ran up with, met up with in the Airport it was like either Friday night or Saturday morning. So everyone there had a full night's partying before oh, yeah. we got there. And from what I understand, it was uh it was quite the spectacle. Oh. We got it in. I remember they said they had, there was like one complimentary thing. You could go like um what do you call it when you on the on the wire thing and the oh, and zip the, lining. Zip yeah, lining? Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. What the hell? You sure? could
2: go in the rock climbing or you had to pick one. Mm-hmm. So I chose the zip line. Okay. And I made it, you know, I made it through, but it was... Ew, God.
0: zip lining in the jungle. Well,
2: you started, you, they took you all the way up in the very top, and we went the first yeah. one. I was like, cool, that was fun. And they were like, nah, man, you got five more. Because you <laughs> got to go all the way down. Zip, bing, zip, bing. All the way down? Zip, yeah, like you would go, and then you would stop. You know, on a little pad or something, oh, and man. yeah, it was fun. It was, yeah, fun. it was a good trip.
0: David Allen Greer here on the Rich Eisen Show, here in person. Clifford the Big Big Red Dog available oh. now in theaters and on Paramount Plus. Joe Pickett is a new drama series that's uh, exclusively on Spectrum starting next month. We'll hit on that in a second. And that photograph, I saw you had a Red Wings lid on. From
2: well, you know, I'm from Detroit.
0: I man. do know that, sir. And you're, first of all, and people are watching. You're a Michigan man. Yes. I mean,
2: come on, you know how we do. I do know that. First of all. <laughs> Uh, Folks don't know, we were sharing the love for Michigan football, man. Mm -hmm. For Michigan to lose to Michigan State was so horrifying. It was. The only thing that made it right Mm -hmm. is when the rankings came out two weeks later. (laughs) (laughs) We were
0: one-up in front of them. I don't know how that happened.
2: I'll tell you how it happened. How does it happen? Okay, Michigan State got so up. To play Michigan, because people, unless you're in Michigan or you're an alumni, you don't understand. There's only two games in a whole season: Michigan State, mm-hmm. Ohio State. Correct. Ohio State is is everything. Yes. Right under that is Michigan State, our arch rivals. It was a really good game. I, I mean, halfway through, I thought we got this. Right. I was tweeting snarky stuff. They snuck us, but it was a. It, it's what uh, I heard a guy on radio say. It was the best loss. Michigan could ever have had why is that because the next week when Michigan State was routed by Purdue yes A much lower-ranked team. that meant more than our almost win. Yet we still lost. Ah. Lost to Michigan. That Michigan State. That's why we were ranked one slot higher.
0: And of course, only someone with a Michigan degree, not a Michigan State degree, could figure that out. (laughs) Of course, right? We understand that. Of course. So, but but why are you tweeting out during a game, David Allen? Because that's what I
2: do. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I do. Yes, but way premature too. We should know better. Nah, premature too. Like if I were a boxer, it'd be round one. No! <laughs> Knockout, baby. Two seconds later, I just i don't know. It just, I should have. He was a good fighter, you know. <laughs>
0: I'm that's, always, I
2: know yeah. that's what you're, I have to. It was too much because I like to, Jamil Jamil Hill. Mm-hmm. I like to uh nag mm-hmm. and and well, and really,
0: she's got she smoked cigars in her Michigan State jerseys mm-hmm. after beating Michigan, yeah. Like she's. She is the one that I would want to... She started. Well, she, she always does when she it comes started. to state, you know. Mm-hmm. But but, kind of bringing it all full circle of what you're saying yes. is that Michigan is Michigan State's Super Bowl it's, and yeah. Ohio State is Michigan's Super Bowl. The problem it's, is for Michigan, yeah. you know, is that Super Bowl has been... Um, you know, lost a lot lately. Well, I don't so, expect
2: them to win this year. So Let's just be honest.
0: So are you going to tweet out during that game too?
2: Well, yeah, because I know what that's going to be.
1: <laughs>
2: I know what that's going to be. So I could either go one or two ways. How are you going to do this? Tweet my real feeling, which is depression. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's over. It's over. It's over. It's over. Or just blind euphoria, which is, I can't this even is think just about what that. we want to do. We don't want to win. See, we want to prime you guys up for next year when we knock you out. You know, <laughs> that's harder. That's harder to maintain. It that's is because just... it's a
0: year-long maintenance. Thank you. You'd rather just get it out of the way in four quarters. Yeah, I don't. <sighs> See, I I love my family very much. I feel like I'm a family man. I've got this best dad ever sign that that I received two Father's Days ago, Whoa. and and I'm you know I'm I'm on like a, a gehrig like streak, a Ripkin like streak, as best dad ever. <laughs> um, but on those Saturdays recently those Michigan Ohio State Saturdays is when I really throw myself into my love of family where <laughs> where I have to around the first and second quarter think you know what football's not everything oh
2: god you know my kids yeah, but love the me State i game, love my we were kids
0: so close. you know i know that
2: what about our coach know. is it true he's paying the university cuz <laughs> they said bro you got to give back all the money all you <laughs> keep is that damn jacket it <laughs> um, is khakis. Oof. Yeah, is he going to be there next
0: year? I, he, I think so. I mean, think about it, David. David Allen Greer here on the Rich Eisen Show. This has been they, a great they, game. they have won. They they just haven't won yeah. the game, and but it's people just too-
2: really need to, the nation needs to understand this. If Michigan lost every single game mm-hmm. and only won one or two of those particular mm-hmm. games, we spoke of yes. Ohio State, You. He would be Muyu. golden. He would be golden. <laughs> Muyu, reference to their...
0: To their agriculture.
2: Brilliant architecture. Uh, agriculture. Uh, yes, they're over? very
0: good at agriculture. Yes. I know milking that.
2: Milking them cows, baby. Oh, my <laughs> um, But anyway, it was so close. I was so... Mm-hmm. It took me to the height of euphoria down to the depths yes. of... I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> i want to explain my outfit if you please <laughs> yes for the,
0: okay.
2: uh, I just, for the radio audience man, uh you thinking. are
0: wearing what looks like uh overalls
2: they are okay enjoyed.
0: and is this sort of like a seersucker um
2: well, overall? What you look know it's, a, or it's or? a stripe okay it is not what they would call a railroad stripe because it's a little wider okay an engineer type denim yes. jacket yes uh, open road hat I, I and you know my full beard i went to pick my daughter up from mm-hmm. school and i it was like you know the scene from the shirley temple heidi when grandpa's lost in the snow <laughs> and she's in the house <laughs> celebrating christmas with the rich white folks he's like Heidi, heidi and she can't hear him and he's all lost in the snowstorm that's how i felt that's how I felt, you know. That's, that's how far away my world is to my daughter at this point. <laughs> it's just But anyway, this is what I really wear. I was gonna wear a smart outfit. Okay. But I said it, it's rich. He doesn't want me to
0: lie. No, I don't. I don't I want the real unfiltered David Alan Greer on the Rich Eisen show. Well, you know, like that's are. what I only can come to expect and I would want. <laughs> and so yes. yeah.
2: I well I haven't I haven't like tried to circle around and give you that movie plug. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny you mentioned Michigan. Okay. Um it's so Clifford, cool. by the way. I yes. didn't do that. You know, I didn't do any of that.
0: Stuff. No, you could no. if you'd like.
2: No, it's good. The movie's there. <laughs> the movie's it's definitely
0: there. there. Mm-hmm. It's hugely popular.
2: It is. David. Um listen, I'm just happy to be in a flick. It was pre pandemic. Mm-hmm. I say that because you know to do a movie back then—that was the old days. They just came and picked you up. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to get in the morning, get up in the morning, and do the survey, the health survey. Right. You didn't have to get tested. None of that. We just rolled in the car. You know, face naked, laughing, coughing.
0: And so you didn't. You did this all together. So were you with John Cleese at
2: some point in time? At one point, I was. I don't think he knew. There was there's a scene that we did. there was a big finale of the film. Right. Down at the river. Yes. And. Everybody, I mean, all the quote stars were there, but over a maybe two-acre area mm-hmm. landmass. Mm-hmm. So yes, I was there with John, <laughs> but not there with John. Got it. And Rosie,
0: sure, Kenan,
2: all of them. I, not they were over there.
0: They were over there. <clears throat> yes. Why were you?
2: Well, I play the. Um, I play the. What? Um, <clears throat> how do you say it? They put upon building super Mm -hmm. and that's where they're hiding Clifford. So there's a lot of, what was that noise?
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Hold on, you hear something? Mm -hmm. Why does it smell funny in here? Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that.
0: Yes, right. Okay. And so that's that. Yes. And I was
2: true to my Mm storyline. So we couldn't just like go and hang out. Okay. Um, and it was very regimented too, because that was a day where we had to get this shot by a certain period of time and it was all cordoned off in New York. Okay,
0: so the, and so when it comes to being a put upon super, you're a method actor
2: is what you're basically Absolutely. saying.
0: Absolutely, Like you're always in your role.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was. Pretty much. I, I was, okay. and I love shooting in New York. Shooting in New York okay. is the best. Yeah, of course, that's a it great- a that's Big hotel, hometown. it oh, was yeah. awesome. It was back when they would bring the rooms, like the room service would come in. right. And they would just, like, touch your food, you know what I mean, back in the day. So who was
0: your comedic influence in your please.
2: Um, you know, comedy is generational. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was really young, I saw Richard Pryor on the Ed Sullivan show. Now, let me preface this by saying most of my young life is I would watch the Mike Douglas show every day after school with my Mm -hmm. mom. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mike would have, like, Georgie Jessel who was a guy, I he, was just, he might as well have been an alien, a, a foreign body. Sure. Because he would come on with this uniform. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in the Army, but he said, I'm the Toastmaster General. And I was like, what? I don't, okay. Got it. And he would <laughs> tell these jokes that they weren't funny. He had a weird voice too. And now, there like was that. no yeah. semblance of comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get it. And Richard Pryor was the first comic uh, who I saw. That made me laugh and he was talking to me mm-hmm. about me about my world so that was did
0: you ever cross paths with him you ever meet him
2: i never i didn't want to i i had come on a, really yeah
0: because well, i
2: just... because i remember one time i did a, i did a a play with lynette mckee mm-hmm. and you know she did which way is up with richard Pryor, and she was oh my god richard would love you david he would either love you or hate you and i was like okay well then we don't need him. Yet. Dude, if
0: it's a coin flip. then Yeah,
2: you know I'm good. I'm good. But he was absolutely my idol. Right. Uh, flip Wilson also was huge, huge. And albums back then. Of course. Because I remember, this is all old timey stuff, but we had an annual paper drive. Schultz Elementary School in Detroit. Whoever brought up the most, the biggest pile, they they measured it um we would as an award we played we get to play part of flip wilson's album Mm -hmm. in class cowboys and colored people it was a big day at schildz elementary school Mm -hmm. so yes flip wilson was was huge very huge and what's two guys and
0: your favorite your favorite in living color set bit that you have
2: i'm gonna say today
0: because I'm sure you're asked that a lot. Right. Uh, I, I, I might have even asked you that in a previous segment. Um, but.
2: I'll tell you, you know, Jamie Foxx and I, we did this um, sketch with James Brown, and you know, my whole I love James Brown. I grew up idolizing him, and when he died, I was like, wow, you know, I was at home. I was going, man, I wish I could have. And I caught myself. I go, I did meet James Brown. We worked together. Mm-hmm. So James Brown came in, and his hair was permed, and they said, hmm. whatever. His wife, his, his wife at that time, was his hairdresser. They said, whatever you do, do not touch Mr. Brown's hair. <laughs> this was a sketch about us mm-hmm. f***ing up his hair. <laughs> <Whoa>. So, <laughs> the whole, sc- a- and they said Mr. Brown. Mm-hmm. You couldn't call him James, JJ, mm-hmm. B-Money. It was Mr. B-Money. Brown. And do not touch his hair. So, I was really scared. I was really scared and, and it so was. so did not he not enjoyable. know
0: the the construct of the bit or at I all i
2: think someone told him at some point you know maybe not read the script but he was you know he's james brown yeah they just would come in and whisper like okay so when they, uh you, you can get him you can do your dance and walk out all right then let's do it <laughs> and so we would do the thing and i would pantomime touching mm-hmm. his hair and i was supposed to clip it and i and they gave me the hair but every time I got close to him, he would, like, jump. And I'd be like, Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown please excuse me, Mr. Brown. So it was, it was fraught with tension. It wasn't enjoyable. But at the end of the day, I met James Brown and worked with
0: him. Okay. But you never did, in fact, touch his hair.
2: I didn't touch him. I was, I was instructed not to. Wow. I was instructed not to. But wow. in hindsight, uh-huh. it was historic. And I went back and I watched it. Mm-hmm. And... It was funny because I know the backstory. Okay. maybe not so much to people. That's a different kind of fun.
0: So then what's what's the one that was most
2: enjoyable for you then? I remember one homie the clown, in which (laughs) homie joins the circus. And I was the the good, yeah, I was the good clown trying to show Damon how his clown was a bad clown because he didn't have the right clown attitude. (laughs) So I would come in, so and the whole time it was really fun. It was what was fun because I kept making Damon laugh because I was, I had the concentration of a Robert De Niro for that particular sketch. Mm. I was Goofy the clown to my shoes. Mm-hmm. So the whole day I was like, Okie dokie, homie. <laughs> right. You know, I can tell you how to really be funny. Oh, that's a bad doobie. You want to be a good clown? You got to laugh like me. <laughs> You know, would we'll be like, "Man, you don't get out of my face, you know." And I was like, oh, "Are we on break now, homie?" You know, it was just really fun. It was fun, and I did this walk, you know. It was very funny, but to me, it was fun to
0: do. Do you still get residual checks from that? What's the, uh, what's...
2: Probably akin to the check you just
0: showed. Did you? Just... <laughs> <laughs> really? So you, did, you did see my
2: residuals? Yes, okay. I've gotten plenty of those. But you know, the dig, the thing was, technically, when when Living Color was on the air, yes, Fox claimed legally that they were not a real network, and I they said that at the time because that affected how residuals were
0: paid. Because of the number of what, exactly. of of, of the percentage. that they had and whatever.
2: Yeah, so we got a lot of very sketchy, less than a dollar. Oh, After a while, God. I mean, it's been 800 years, but I, I think most people like we do, you know, when I was a little kid, I was like, you know, the dude who was on Sky King, he must be a trillionaire. Cause <laughs> I'm watching it and they're like, nope. You know, um, what, Donna Reed? Sure. He's a trillionaire. You know, no, 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 no not residual. so much. No residual.
0: Clifford the Big Red Dog, available now in theaters and on Paramount Plus. Spectrum Originals new drama series, Joe Pickett. Check it out with uh with my friend David Allen Greer premiering December sixth exclusively on Spectrum. At David Allen Greer on Instagram and definitely on Twitter, where he's gonna yes. be sending out that premature first quarter tweet of Go Blue <laughs> oh, when it's three nothing. Oh, oh, in the oh, Big it's house. gonna be
2: I'm going immediately. Okay. In. I can't wait. It's to see our that. time, baby. Woo! <laughs> yes, I'm going all in. I don't care. By the way, that's the new
0: drop on this show. <laughs> we
2: <went
0: together. laughs> all next week when we're, Ooh, when we're previewing Michigan Ohio State. Oh, my I God. I need that. It's our time, baby. Is it next week? It is next Saturday. A week from this Saturday. All
2: right, let me ask you before I go. What yes. do you think is going to happen?
0: Um, I'm I'm nervous. sided is what my is what my children use the word. I'm nervous and excited about well, it. Well, give
2: me something to believe.
0: I think here's what here here's here's the way to go. Is that they is that they they time a possession a mm-hmm. defense that can be that can be beaten. Ohio okay. State's defense is their weaker side of their okay. uh, of their football team that Michigan time of possessions them limits their possessions gets them frustrated Hassan Haskins at a has 170 yards rushing a couple Stay of healthy. touchdowns and and their two their two ends um makes it a very difficult day on offense for Ohio State that's So the we got to catch
2: them sleeping.
0: We we got to catch them on an off day and Michigan's got to control the football and make plays nice. on defense and get and get Ohio State off the field. Cuz you know they won't take and, us for granted. They won't take us for granted. No they will not take us for granted. That Damn, never Never, they will be whipped up into a frenzy. That's what they do.
2: Uh, can I tell you one last story?
0: So let's take a break, and then you can uh, no, come back really and tell do it. Now, okay. all right, go ahead.
2: No, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. go ahead. No, we're no, just no, up against it with it. our radio. You, you killed honest. them on <laughs> I don't, don't right. want to talk.
0: We'll about take it. a break. David Allen Greer. <laughs> spend the rest of our show with us. <laughs> it's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least. This is the Rich Eisen show, terrestrial radio network, with David Allen Greer. Uh, you, you, you wanted to say a story, and you're like, I, I just got a story told you the story.
2: So you just or told as story. my daughter tells oh, okay. me, there are utterances with no point. Okay.
1: <laughs> and you prove that point because
2: right? I told the story, and you doubled no, I, back you know, I, I with extra back. emphasis. I did double enough back. with that bullshit. <laughs> no, no, you have no.
0: the story no, that's that not, that's is not, supposed taking, to be. You're taking it the very wrong so way. So
2: then I got out of the car <laughs> and Kevin Hart. He was like, "Where's the banana?" You know,
0: it wasn't. That's that a great story, story. Well, by the way. that's that's that. only
2: the punchline.
0: Okay, I see. There's yeah, no setup. to that punch. one. I got it. All right.
2: Um, so no, that's it, man. All right.
0: So you'd said uh, off camera as well that Damon breaking up Damon Wayans was your favorite thing to do. Is Absolutely,
2: that was one of the reasons I talked about that sketch which it took everything to keep him mm-hmm. focused because he was crying laughing the whole day because what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was just being the character, and the more he laughed, the more I would just double down. Okay, homie. Mm-hmm. You know, are, we, are we on break now? Are we at lunch? And it was just fun the whole day.
0: That's what we did. Then it's time to do the skit, and it's no shot. Right?
2: No, 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 no. I it's beautiful, it. beautiful time. We can't do it now,
0: though. Don't ask. Don't, what do you mean, do it now? Well,
2: everybody goes, you know, oh, wow, I wish the living color were around. No, we couldn't, we wouldn't be allowed to do it.
0: You would not, based on what you're doing?
2: No, it's too, it was politically, it was iffy back then. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, it really was. So in this environment, no, we couldn't do it, we couldn't do it. But
0: I just, I think people just seeing you all back together as a cast would be something that i think many people would want to see
2: it would it's probably never going to happen just because of legal stuff but i you know i wanted to do it before we got really
1: old Mm -hmm.
2: you know um no Uh. but you know like that's one of the reasons i i really hate the rock and roll hall of fame because you know we you know especially in rock music Mm -hmm. you're gods these people we loved when we were 15 16 in their prime of youth, and now they have, you know, colostomy bags. No
0: tea. That is what the 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 Rolling Stones tour is called, right? Oh colostomy. my god!
2: Oh my god!
0: The colostomy like, bag tour is that what it's called?
2: Yeah, this is this this friend of mine, tweeted like a fifteen year old. I saw the Stones last night. I'm like, what would you what would possess you to tweet that? <laughs> These are old men. I mean, yeah, I think but it's still good.
0: But... You saw him, right, Mike? Didn't you see no, him? I no, I gave what? my tickets he didn't away. He went to, eagles. Oh, you went to the to Eagles. eagles. No, nope. so the Eagles.
2: Repeat what you just said. He gave <laughs> I his gave tickets. Them away. Away. I gave them away.
0: You know what? I did see the. I saw the Stones once and in uh, the old Pontiac Silverdome. Wow. Back in the late 80s. That's when I saw
2: them. Oh, I saw the Stones at Cobo Hall and in 1972. St- wow.
0: It was the Steel Wheels Tour, and it, they were yeah. so old then, we were calling it the Steel Wheelchair Tour.
2: <laughs> yeah. This is what I'm, I'm saying. They have that. been old forever, but I did see them in 72 um, on acid, and I remember... <laughs> <laughs> my friends dumped me off uh, on the front lawn and my mom came out <clears throat> and she said, uh, what's going on? I was like, this this, this tells her God, you don't, you don't even know, <laughs> know love. it was amazing. David
0: Allen Greer, everybody. Thanks <laughs> for coming on today. Pre- Thank pre- you, Rich. It. Yeah. David yeah. Allen Greer, here. check out Clifford the Big Red Dog in theaters and on Paramount Plus. We're back to take you to the next show on Peacock in a moment.